Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. This version of the Sunranto Show is ad-supported and brought to you by Armchair Media and Bet Online betonline.ag so uh sports is coming back uh basketball's coming back nascar ufc golf's coming back hopefully baseball's coming back and if it does well you should bet on it at betonline.ag um they've got live and simulated sports as well and a ten thousand dollar madden bracket challenge that you can enter for free So visit betonline.ag on your computer or your mobile device and check out all the action because BetOnline is your online wagering solution. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Visit them at betonline.ag right now. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to come over there and tell you something about yourself. I mean, um, here's the show. BetOnline.ag. Fools. Shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Boutros Golly. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Well, <laughs> getting more professional by the day. I'm, Where's your I must be way behind. I must be way behind you guys. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's it literally all right. just got over. Oh, yeah, it's just it's over. All right. It's all ruined. All right. Show over. Thanks for watching, everybody. Hey. Bye. Thanks for coming. Oh. No. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, welcome to the Sunranto Studios in beautiful downtown Chicago, the Burbs and Iowa City. Yeah, we're all, all Midwest show now. Oh, beautiful. Nice to hear your voice again. Um, Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Sunranto Show. I I should explain. You know, we never really explain to people why the hell we we, we decided to show our faces on YouTube and everything and Facebook. And it's because we're really handsome. And there was, like, real clamor. There was clamor from the people to be like, you know, you guys are really way too sexy to be just hiding behind a microphone. So get your faces out there, show yourselves, so you know we can we can diddle ourselves while we watch <laughs> your comes podcast. So no, it's uh, I don't know, it's just it's the future. I don't know. TV, <laughs> TV's the future. <laughs> Here's the thing too that we've you know as we kind of looked at this, it's kind of like we actually enjoy hearing from you guys because you guys are just as smart and as part of the show as we are. So to kind of see what you guys are saying, what you're thinking. 
we've had a lot of fun doing it. So that, that's why we kind of, and not only that, it allows us to kind of expand our reach through our different mediums, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or whatever else we feel like doing. Yeah. It's more about the interact interactivity of it all. The fact that we're out there with you guys and, I don't know if we're always going to do this, but hey, man, it's a fucking pandemic. So why the hell not for a little bit? Um, you know, and it's fun. Like, we, you know, we can like put out and we can do stuff like this. So, you know what you're watching <laughs> in case, you know, you forgot, um, you know, we, it, you know, when Michael rants, we could have this, you know, Michael, Michael, why does it say banner rant? See, it's already screwed up. We're already bad at this. And <laughs> did we get it's, it? Because they're talking about Bruce Banner, the Incredible Hulk. Look at That's this. That's what they're talking about. Look at this. Like Michael, like every time you start ranting, instead of instead of me playing this, you know, we, we have the Michael rant in, in progress going too. We'll have and both. so it doesn't it doesn't interrupt the rant even. You know what I mean? He could keep ranting. He may not even know what's going on. Yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. So. I don't know. We're going to do this for a while. Um, I should say that it, it costs us a lot of money to kind of do this, <laughs> but it's like 50 bucks a month. But and it's like the biggest expense that the Sunranto show has ever taken on. So uh, PayPal me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But better yet, you know, uh, Patreon. If you want to become a Patreon member, that's kind of how I more want it to be. We're starting with, we got this armchair media and they want us to do these ads for gambling syndicates again. And, uh, you know, I hate it so much and it's BS to like do commercials. I'd rather not do any commercials. Let's just have us be an artistic, uh, you know, fun Cubs podcast. That's completely listener supported like uh, farty old PBS shows. Speaking of which, this podcast is brought to you by Club 400 from Crystal Lake Lager. Yeah, baby. See, that's a beer that we can like because we, we know the people that brew it, you know. But that's the only thing I want to be, you know, promoting. I don't want to promote, you know, just gamble. If you want to gamble, go ahead and fucking gamble. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care who gambles, but I don't necessarily want to be out there being like, oh, do this gamble site or that gamble site because it's a waste of everybody's time. You find out what you like. We know that you will like Club 400 beer, so I'm only going to tell you about shit that you're going to like, you know, or like the fact that Bleacher Jeff makes these shirts. No fighting in the... I don't even know if he has any. See, I'm like selling shit that doesn't even... that I don't even know if is in inventory. But I enjoy that. But you can buy these. These are in inventory. We got the... Um, <laughs> and also, we got the Pat Hughes collection, and, I, and I'm going to try to get really good at saying... What I'm seeing on screen. So, like, I just showed the No Fighting in the Bleacher shirt that Bleacher Jeff sells. And now we're showing the Pat Hughes collection, which has three different varieties of, of shirt, although it's the same Pat. Same like, Pat, different shirt. Will you, will you put it back up again? Because there's, like, three Pats in a row, and I'm getting an acid flashback. Yeah, no problem. The first one says, uh, get out the tape measure, long gone. Or, oh, nope, this, that ball's got a chance, gone. Get out the tape measure, long gone. And uh, this that, one right here, fasten those seatbelts. My favorite. Fasten and, those seatbelts. And the cool thing about it is uh, at the end of the month, anybody that's kind of entered the contest at Crawley's Club, at Crawley's Cubs on Twitter, uh, we're going to be giving away a shirt and a signed Pat Hughes 8 by 10 Can't beat that. Oh, wow. That is pretty good. Is, now, are there any is, – is Pat Hughes wearing trousers in the picture? 
Or is it like a, a neck up kind of? Oh, oh, no, no. He's wearing trousers. It's a nice, it's a really nice picture from uh, Wrigley Field that's uh, autographed. It's him looking out there. I think it's very similar to the painting that you saw, the, the work that Austin did on that. So Cool. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of how I would, like, rather run this podcast in general, just through listener support and, like, you supporting Crawley and, you know, and all that. I mean, it's just – it's I did rather make it more grassroots. So if you got something you want to sell and I think it's cool, <laughs> fucking send me one and I'll be like, hey, look what somebody sent me. This is cool. Watch you buy it from them. Like those pins. Remember when Val came on with the pins? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Day pins. I never ended up do, doing anything about that, you know, buying any pins. But I do know that people did buy pins. So I was like, you know, let's, you know, let's do just stuff for each other. You know, I know like she didn't even ask me to do this, but like I know that um, Carrie Bronner Meyer, she works. She has a rodent in fields uh, business for herself. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather advertise for her. You guys, if you guys don't know Bethers Johnson on Facebook and Twitter, she uh, made me a real nice Cubs mask. So when I go outside and I'm social distancing, it has a. I should have brought it in. It has a bunch of different logos. It's really cool. I know she was selling some of those or yeah. actually giving some away too. No, she's just giving them away. In fact, yeah. she contacted me and said, uh, hey, you want some Cubs mask? I'm like, well, hell yeah, I do. And so she's sending them to me. They're supposed to be here Saturday. So that's what I mean. Like, you know, I'd rather be that type of community of people. That's why we want to, you know, have, a, you know, an online live show where we can talk to you guys. Now, the other thing that we're doing wrong here is that we're not regular. Like, we didn't tell anybody that this was going to happen <laughs> until just an hour ago. So, I mean, unfortunately, you know, it, it's like, you know, maybe you can't plan your life around it. But, you know, you should if you're planning your life around when the Sun Ranto show is is on, you got bigger problems than even we do for even having this show. And honestly, the other thing that you can do is just retweet it on the various mediums or share them on Facebook, Twitter, and and it's still recorded so people can see it later if they missed it. Yeah, exactly. And it also doesn't really make a hell of a lot of sense why we would put a a podcast on a video anyway. But we're going to think because I'm a theater guy, you know what I mean? So I think over time, we're going to think of a lot of fun things we can do. Like I was thinking right before the show, like, why aren't we scrolling Juliana Zobrist's Instagram during the show? You know what I mean? Why, Why aren't we doing that together as a group? Because I think we'd have a lot of fun with it. So like, you know, I, I would like to bring more guests on the show. I would like to have more fun. And let's face it, Michael, how long you been on this show? Since what, 14, 15? 2015, I believe, right? Yes. it's. Uh, I believe it's six years I've been on the show. Yeah. So. Six fucking years. See, I mean, and I've been doing it for eight. Carl, you just got on. Yeah. But, you know, you know, as long as you're on now, you're so handsome. Like, we should just be showing your face to everybody. You know what I mean? So anyway, that's why we're doing what we're doing. If you want to help us out, I, because this is all free. We're just putting this out there for everybody. So if you would, join our Patreon. It, it's patreon.com slash sunranto. Um, it helps the show. I mean, it, we're pay, now, we're, now we're spending the big bucks to broadcast live. So, so you can see us. This is like baseball blog porn for you people. And it's worth a little bit of money. We're cam girls now, fellas. We're cam <laughs> oh. We are. <laughs> um, like here's an example of something. Underdog MLB asked Danny, "When's the next song?" Underdog MLB, none of your fucking business. You got it? <laughs> no, kidding. Uh, actually, I've been working all weekend on the song. I don't know if you've seen my Twitter feed. 
but I've been putting in weird instruments um, into like it's time we got like the the we're we're making the Bleacher Bum Band album, and we're doing it socially distant, so it's really much harder to do. I've had to buy a bunch of extra microphones and shit like that in order to do it. So in order to fill in some of the holes on these songs that aren't necessarily coming out exactly how I maybe thought they would have come out in the first place, I'm like. I don't know, do, making weird YouTube videos with, like, melodicas. Like, I got this thing. Like. Should I play some baseball music? You're no John Benedict, but it'll go. It'll do. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Woo! All right, anyway, I'll, but I've been doing stuff like that, you know. That, that was amazing. That was amazing. I actually, uh, I saw you doing what xylophone today. Yeah, it's, I, uh, yeah, xylophone going is a part of the song Cup Snake Guy, which th- not a lot of people heard that one because it's brand new. But if you know the Cup Snake guys and the Bleachers that basically ruined at least two games last year, I Michael was on those shows with me and me telling the stories of in really tense moments in bottoms of the, of the ninth and tie games, one run up, one run down. The Cup Snake boys out there fucking spilling dip spit all over each other in beer, causing a ruckus and losing the game for the Cubs single-handedly. I, I think the, they're uh, negative two war fans <laughs> from last year at this point. But uh, anyway, I wrote a song about them. I want to make a big music video. I had a plan for that. and that We can't do that either. But yeah, I needed xylophone, so I'm throwing in xylophone. So I don't know when the next song is going to be because I've been doing that. I got to tell you, if you need any pictures, I I might possibly be somewhat to blame for the cup snake situation. Uh, It happened a few years ago. A lot of times, sometimes people, you know, when they come in with out-of-town guests and they want to take them to the baseball game, they'll say, hey, Carl, you want to come with us? We'll give you a ticket. I say, okay, no problem. And so a friend of mine, she's engaged to, she now lives, uh, she's married this guy in England. He was going to meet us up in London and give us a tour and all that deal. But in, in London, the cup snakes are very common. So this had to have been like 2013 or 2014. Cubs are getting their asses kicked by the Dodgers. And he says, hey, mate, let's make a cub snake, cup snake. I said, what does a cup snake? And so he started showing me how you just stack them. And we were running around the bleachers. Because the game was like one of those like 14 to 2 games. Men shit. Fine. Exactly. <laughs> 14 to 2. Fine. If it's, I don't care if the Cubs are losing 14 to 2, winning 14 to 2, then you freaking cup snake out. But th- we're talking about tie games, dude. We're talking about one right. more ball games and those cup snakes. And, you know, you can just imagine like Kimbrel's up there, you know, looking in with his, you know, arm. Let's see, I should do the other one just so you could see it, you know, doing his arm. And then like you got cup snakes going on in the background, you know. Let's get up more rows, more cup snakes. And Kimbrel's like looking behind him, being like, What the fuck, man? Shut up, you know? It, that's what happened. And then they lost the game, dude. And then the, and then they lost the whole season. They didn't even make the playoffs last year. So, so th- that's kind of like the opposite of rally titties. It's like a negative yeah. vibe. Yeah, exactly. Rally titties, like she was there for the people. It was a cold day, you know? So they were pointing. Yeah, it's, it, it's the slump snake. We'll call this slump stink. Slump stink. 12 to 2, fine. Any Anytime, you know, in fact, like, you know, any, any, uh, there's lots of breaks in a game. I, I would say uh, rain delays, perfect time for a cup snake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. anyway, 
Uh, I wrote a song about that, and I put xylophone. That's the long of, of it. Um, we do have some calls to the Ranter Rant line, and one of them is specifically for you, Michael Cotton. I don't know if you gave the Ranter's number, 872-216-5375. See, now that's something we should have a banner for. See, we're learning on the job. Um, so, Michael, here's a here's – a, hopefully you can hear this. Hopefully everybody can hear this. Yeah. Let's, here it is. Trust us, it's really funny. Yeah, I can't hear it at all. Oh, you can't hear it? Nothing. No. No. See, no. Th- see this is why StreamYard – so I don't think anybody else can hear it either for that matter. Um, so let, let me try it like well, this. Well, I can only assume that it's it's brilliant fodder for – I just – I got to ask, what, what, was it our friend Bill Sugas? It was not. It was actually somebody. See if you can hear this now. Hello, this message is from Michael Cotton. I was given this number. I'm the one that biked your house out in Colorado, and I'm pissed because the goddamn fence keeps blowing over. <laughs> I want a refund. Yeah, it looks like you're going to have to get back there and fix that fence again because uh, whoever you sold that thing to, that guy sounds big, too. Oh my God! I I can only hope that that fence falls over and keeps falling over and everything because that guy was not fun to deal with. And if the fence falls over a hundred times, it'll be it won't be enough. So John Friedman says that sounds like a personal problem, a slump snake. You know, I know we're not doing gambling ads, but maybe some erectile dysfunction ads like other sports radio. Yeah, see, I don't want to do any ads. See, everybody knows about this crap. You know what I mean? If you got a slump snake, Blue Chew is for you. Yeah, we used to – no, we used to do Blue Chew ads, you know? And, like, I, I just I, never got the free samples. I remember when you had the Manscaping uh, ad. Yeah, I had the Manscaping – I know I used all that stuff. It, it smelled fine. It, it came with a ball. Who did I give the ball? See, I don't need any of that. I know that – and here's the I, thing. I've, I've never had pubic hair. It's just something that never <laughs> happened for me. It's, yikes. <laughs> well, a, and, and this a, is where I'm we don't need video. Born as a as an eight year old boy. The, well, the, this this could come <laughs> in handy as a as a, as your new job as a cam girl. Actually, this this could actually make us extra money. That's a whole category, dude. So those of you who were actually uh, watching last Friday, we had John Benedict on again uh, out at Wrigley. Danny was there with with the at uh, Ballhawk Corner at. Uh, Waveland in seminary? Yeah, we, we had fun. I mean, you know, it was like one of those sophomore shows. And I, I, I'm not being negative. I swear to God I'm not being negative here. What, what happens is we weren't expecting that first time. And so – and nothing had happened baseball-wise at all. So we all went out there. It was on a beautiful day, and it was like the first time it ever happened. And, you know, John didn't have time to think about it. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have time – to get in his own head about it and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, understand how much it meant to us for him to play. And also like, you know, it's just every time something happens a second time, the, the first time anything happens is always the best time. And the second time it happens, it's always, it's always different. So anyway, I had, I had a, bl- a blast, but you know, people we're going to get in trouble out there, guys, you know, like, we're distancing, but we're also like 
lifting up our masks and like pounding Malort shots. And then, you know, freaking, um, God, who was out there? Uh, everybody was out the there. The Club 400 crew was out there. The Bleacher crew was out there. Yeah, and oh, and also Chad Noble was out there. Which Chad, is- the no- Chad Noble, yeah. I mean, making bullpen if catcher. you don't know Chad Noble, bullpen catcher catcher for the Cubs, and the guy is literally a legend. If you're if you're if you are anybody that kind of hangs out in the uh, bleachers, you know Chad Noble, and he's a he's a wild guy, a great guy. But yeah, he was out on the streets. Yeah, no mask. That's what I mean. Like. You know, if anything, like we're going to give Corona to Chad Noble. Chad Noble's going to give it to Chris Bryant, and we're not going to see Chris Bryant ever again in a Cubs uniform. And the whole uh, I'm starting awful. to get I'm starting to get nervous. We aren't going to see Chris Bryant in a Cubs uniform either way. But yeah. well, that's that's for a little later in the show. But uh, if you missed the show, John once again playing a variety of hits. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you got the uh, set list. I got the set list. He started off again with uh, "Hey Hey Holy Mackerel," then went into "Rock Around the Clock" by Bill Haley. Uh, I texted him earlier that day, and I and, and I said, John, I have a small request. I said, make sure that, you know, can you play some Pearl Jam? Uh, I've seen Pearl Jam a couple times at Wrigley, a lot of fun. He played some Yellow Leadbetter, which was great. Uh, Rolling in the Deep by Adele. Running on Empty by Jackson Brown. Running on Empty. Hand Clap by Fitz and the cant- uh, Tantrums. I can make your hand clap. I'm a Believer by the Monkees, Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi, My Life by Billy Joel, The Final Countdown by Europe, My Kind of Town, Sinatra, Brown-Eyed Girl by Van Morrison, Low Places by Garth Rooks, The Witch Doctor by the Chipmunks, Tiny Tiny Dancer by Elton John, You Got a a Friend in Me by uh, Randy Newman, Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond, Never Going to Give You Up by Rick Astley. That was a good yeah, one. Rick rolled. Yeah, that was good. And then uh, he, Louis Armstrong, which also kind of finished. And then for Memorial Day weekend, uh, he did America the Beautiful and God Bless America. So I got to tell you guys, it was it was fun to listen to. The main thing I think Danny's trying to say is just kind of, you know, people got to be careful out there when we're doing it. The Cubs are doing playing it for the neighborhood to kind of make it enjoyable, but not to make it a block party. It, I think it was my own attitude. I felt a little bit more nervous about this this time because I felt like it, be, it was becoming a thing. And like before it felt like, you know, before it felt like, you know, the Beatles rooftop concert. You know, right before they broke up and they would go on at the roof of Apple Studios and they do like, you know, dig a pony and like, you know, some of those songs off Let It Be. Get back. Get back. They do, you know, and then everybody's like, what the hell's going on up there? And that's was what that felt like that first time. And the second time it was like, OK, we're doing it again. <laughs> we're going back down. Then a few more people knew and it, you know, it was kind of like a little more planned, but not really planned because the Cubs can't tell anybody. Because we can't have groups of 50 people rolling around the streets, at, at you know, but we had it, but it was just us. It was our 50 people. But if we, we, we roll kind of deep, I mean, we're Cubs fans. Like you can name, you can name 50 Cubs fans that you would consider your, that are your friends, probably off the top of your head right now, Crawley. Could you not? Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean. If you call 50 of your friends, they call 50 of their friends. Well, then you got yourself a goddamn Corona party in the middle of uh, the Ozarks all of a sudden. And then, who you know, we're making fun of those people, you know, in those pools. But we're doing the same thing out on, you know, Wave- <laughs> Waveland so, Avenue. 
So, Danny, you you were there. You've also been walking around. Tell me what you're seeing when you head around Wrigley Field. <laughs> Bananas. <laughs> I'm seeing banana boxes. Um, what, what, you mean like every day? Banana boxes. You're seeing banana boxes. Yeah, I, I've, I have a picture if you want to see. Uh, yeah, I, I do want to see the banana boxes. I, I do have a photograph. Oh, here they are. For, for those of you that don't know... <laughs> <laughs> there's more that there's more banana boxes than ever. You know, I've been going down there and the first day. Remember when they opened up, there are going to be a staging area for the food kitchen. It's like you pantry. Yeah. You pantry. So I, I go over there and it seems like some stuff was going on, but really all that it seems is going on is there's a, a fish truck that has been parked out there in the, the right field corner. There's a fish truck. And then there's also lots and lots of empty banana boxes. So I, that's what they're doing. I didn't see anything else. Here's what I think is happening. This is my cubspiracy. Todd Ricketts is taking boxes of bananas, going to Lincoln Park Zoo, mm-hmm. throwing them into the primates, and then just kind of making it look like the cubs are giving away bananas. My, my cubspiracy. Yeah, I mean, but why? Right, but he keeps saying... But I paid for them, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I paid for the bananas. It's good. Um, no, it's it's just a kind of a strange thing. I mean, I'm gr- granted there's probably a decent explanation for <laughs> for why. No, I didn't see any Swedish. John Pickett asked, <laughs> "Did did I see any Swedish fish?" And I did not. No, it's all bananas, and it's like. You know, you got to wonder if like Munanuri Kawasaki is somehow behind this, or if you recall that he had that uh, an affinity for bananas because monkeys don't get cramps, I believe was his quote, and that's how he stays fit. Is potassium? Do you do you recall this? I, I do. And another one that was big on that was Carlos Zambrano. I don't know if you remember. They used to say he used to be online all the time with friends from Venezuela, and he used to come out of the games cramping in his forearm, so he started eating bananas all the time. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with uh, who is the re- who is the dude that uh, ate potato chips. I'm oh, going the potato Hamill. chip. Yeah, yeah Jason, Jason Hamill. Hamill. I'm I'm going Jason Hamill size and just eating potato chips all day instead of bananas. <laughs> yeah, um, we have another voicemail call if you guys want to hear that. Um, well, Dan Nielsen's wondering why the person who bought Michael's house sounds similar to Joe West, Ben Zobris, Woo Woo, Bill Sugars, or Trevor Cahill. I have no idea. It, may, it, it could be because it's... Uh, this here's Gunter Joe West, and I'm really <laughs> disliking this. I cannot eat at any all-you-can-eat buffet. They're all closed. All I can do is sit home and play with my little lasso. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of guessing that uh, Joe West might come come out of this whole pandemic thing, maybe a chin down, but they're right though. It, Joe West did sound like Ben Zobrist and Bill Sugas and Ronnie Woo Woo and Trevor Cahill. That's strange that I never thought about how they have similar voices before. Right. Uh, so it, see, that's why we wanted to make the show interactive so that the fans could tell us really interesting uh, information like that, you know, things that they're noticing that maybe we're not picking up on. Now, I was taking a look. I mean, the big news today, if everybody's been kind of listening, is is if you guys have been paying attention, and I know a lot of this has been floated the last weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Everybody's probably busy enjoying themselves down in the Lake of the Ozarks. Um, but 
lot of kind of talk going on between the players union and ownership. So, you know, people are going to do these little test balloons, so to speak, where there's going to be selective leaks and you're seeing it a little bit more with ownership. But the question now has to be is, is, you know, we're running very low on time. Uh, the cub, uh, the MLB wants to have games started, uh, 4th of July weekend. And if that's going to happen, then you're talking about spring training by, uh, they, they were saying June 10th. Now, the June 10th, I, I know it kind of, you know, you lose track of time in these days, but it's not, it's uh, about uh, two or three weeks. Yeah. Right, right around the corner. And, and if, and if things do not get settled, you know, you, you risk losing the season. And, and, and there's a lot of, uh, questions over whether, you know, how this is going to work and how it's going to play out. Now, the owners are not stupid, obviously. You know, they didn't get bill- become billionaires by being stupid. So, no, you know. To be billionaires by being born into rich families. Right. But I'm just telling you, they got some PR guys that are on this shit pretty good. I'm, I'm just telling you, is that you take a look yeah, at. I saw, uh, I saw Craig Calcaterra tweet out that any leaks, anything you hear about the negotiations today are going to be leaks by the owners trying to make the players look bad. The only thing the players said was individual players who are young guys, like they just got off, you know, playing MLB the show with their friends. And and they were like, what did the agent say? Fuck that shit. Like Blake Snell bullshit. When he's mad, he's like, well, I'm not doing that for no money and blah, blah, blah. And by the way, why does Blake Snell talk like that? Did you know, like all of a sudden, like he's like some like, he sounds like he grew up on like the mean streets of Oakland all of a sudden. And I'm like, dude, you're from like freaking, I don't know, Ohio or some shit. I don't know where he's from. But um, yeah, but the mean streets of Ohio. <laughs> there are some don't get me wrong um but but uh no the, the thing is we hear from the owners through their press mouthpieces you know your uh usa todays and your nightingales and your Haymans and all that shit and then you know i was gonna say that sounds dirty and then you actually made it sound dirtier so and all that shit <laughs> uh, they they are paid to be the mlb owners mouthpieces by large media conglomerates that are also owned by the same billionaires who these fuckers golf with and they get to release the information how they would like to release it the players have tony clark and they have twitter and they have uh, and they're not billionaires who grew up in a way that they understand how pr works how, you, you, you know, they're just, hi, Stuart, what's up, buddy? Uh, he says, you guys are keeping it real, bringing Cubs content to the feds. Well, I mean, now we're in a point where, like, you know, there's not going to be any actual baseball content. There's just going to be talking about the negotiating, the, the inner workings of how baseball works. Don't you wish there was Cubs content? Like, any Cubs content. Like, everything is just well, I'm kinda large, getting- big MLB. I mean, I'm kind of getting a little annoyed that, like, we haven't heard anything from any Cubs players too much at this Be- point or any baseball players at all, which I, I think they're saying, hey, everybody shut the fuck up. Right. From a union standpoint, you don't want somebody like Blake Snell making comments that makes everybody else look bad because it came off bad. Of course it and, came off bad. And what you're taking a look at here, when you talk about unions and contracts and those type of things, is there's there's a public relations battle that's going on. And it's it's very tricky because the ownership does 
you know, it's when you talk about the Hamans and the Nightingales and you look at the comments, you sit there and you read them and you just kind of shake your head and go, oh, Jesus Christ, what are these people? These people don't get it. So you have this kind of billionaire versus millionaire argument, you know, and and, you know, it's very similar to what you see just in general in America now. But uh, what what's going on here is that originally what was going to happen is that the it was supposed to be revenue sharing. Now, when you talk about revenue sharing, then the question supposed to be that it was what the fucking owners wanted it to be. And the player, that is is not what it was going to be at all. It was was going to be what they're talking now. They signed a contract in March. Yeah. Pro rate. They signed per game. If you make a hundred million dollars total in your contract, and there's a hundred games, then you make a million dollars a game. That was pro, yeah. pro, like the pro-rated way. That's what they originally. But that was without originally with fans. Yeah. No, no, no. Two months ago, Two months. like yeah. they they act like this is all like the ownership is acting like this is a big thing, and the players are being assholes. No, the fucking owners signed a contract in March. I know that feels like forty fucking years ago because of COVID. But it was only two months ago. They knew what the fuck they were doing. They need to honor that contract and just move forward. Because then, it would, they, you know, this would is happen. on the owners. Because wouldn't would this the season would happen if they could somehow honor that contract? If they were like, okay, prorated per game, we're only going to play eighty one. That's half a contract. So if you're Anthony Rizzo, you're making sixteen million. Now you're going to make eight. You know, right. and the owners are saying is like, oh, we can't cover it, man. We can't cover it. How many less expenses do they have from not having fans come to their games? You know what I mean? And, and, and again, this is what we talked about last time is, is, and again, I'm only telling you what was said from the meeting that we had with Tom Ricketts, the season ticket holder meeting, is that they with larger market teams, because baseball, again, there's a lot of revenue sources that aren't on the books. And that's why unless you open the books – Anything that we're talking about is all hypothetical. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the BAM technology money. You're talking about uh, a lot of the owners, like the Cubs, have stake in their regional networks. So the Cubs own their regional networks. Other teams have stake in their regional networks. None of that stuff is on the books as far as you know the type of money that you're bringing in. There's a lot of money that unless you can open the books, unless the owners open the books, uh-oh. Yeah, so I, 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 I do. It's, it's, it's too soft. You won't be booing about that in a year. <laughs> you guys I, won't. You won't be booing yeah. about that in a year. So this is like one of those situations because none of these owners, they're not losing anything. They're fucking fine. They're just being assholes. It's one year. Uh, it's like one year. It's like you you spend your whole life working your fucking nine to five job, and then you finally you're not, like you know what I could buy a fucking Corvette. So you go out and you spend a shit ton of money on your Corvette. And then your Corvette has some fucking problem with it. And you don't want to fix it. That's where we're at. It has nothing to do... Like, their fucking teams are like Corvettes. They're just a fucking thing they own, that they like, that they enjoy having. It's It means fucking nothing. John Pincus Pincus is saying, I doubt the owners want to lose money for baseball to be played, so no baseball. So Pincus, and and that's a question, is is, is there going to be a point in time where if you're Tom Ricketts, and again, this is just what he said, this is don't shoot the messenger here, 
if Ricketts is saying 70% of their revenue comes from in-game streams, that's... I'm not shooting the messenger. No, no, I'm just telling you. I don't give a shit. I don't fucking (laughs) care. I'm glad that you keep bringing up what Tom Ricketts says, but Tom Ricketts can suck my dick. I don't give a fuck. I've got to put up my TFC right now because Paul Sullivan, you know, another one of them, them guys that says shit. Uh, when the owners want to say things, some people, uh, some believe the Cubs owners face a more dire forecast than most of their peers because of their investments in Wrigleyville, the marquee sports network and the rooftops. Would they ultimately be forced to sell off high priced players? This is a tweet. Um, and then there's a picture of Tom Ricketts in a pinstripe mask. But I, I did enjoy what uh, Ian Wallace wrote back to the Tribune's uh, tweet, which is, it's so unfair that the fans made the Ricketts family buy up half of Wrigleyville and start the marquee network. The players should probably play for free, and ticket prices should go up just to help those poor owners. So, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. We're talking about one year, maybe next year, the pandemic. Pandemics last two years. You know what I mean? By the way, Danny, since the Ricketts have owned this team, they've done nothing but make money the entire fucking yeah. time. It's one down year. Yeah. In think of me. You know, their their hobby. They they bought a fucking baseball card. It's gone up in value every single year. Their entire fucking by the time they've owned it, and now it's going slightly down for one year. And you know they're they're fucking like oh well now the player that's on the baseball card needs to give me some money. The only thing that I want I was in New York City living there when you know the whole uh, Will Ponds Bernie Madoff thing hit, and then you know in those situations you realize who's been swimming with no swimming trunks out there in the ocean. You know what I mean when the tide comes in. Because when that tide come in, the Wilpods basically said, and they wrote about it in New York sports media, like, we got to sell off all of our high-priced players. Before you knew it, David Wright, I mean, David Wright got hurt, so that was a different situation. But they kind of like, they had a World Series-bound team for a few years, and then they, you know, they were kind of done for a moment. They didn't spend money because they, you know, and so you wonder – are the rickets in over their head? You got the Hickory Street Capital, blah, 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 going on. That's the empty Hotel Zachary and all those properties in there. They own that building that Madden's Post just closed in, so Joe Madden's not paying them rent anymore. Nobody is. You got Jenny's Ice Cream doing socially distanced fucking ice cream deliveries. You got Starbucks on the corner. That's probably the most successful business they currently own. In Wrigleyville right now. You right. got Harley Davidson, which, nope, that was a stupid anyway. You got whatever that building is across the street where nobody lives that they own. You got they don't, they, That they don't own. Which one? That one they don't own. The condos they don't own. They don't own the condos? No. All right. Well, they own the, the building that is the, the big star, the Hotel Zachary, everything, the, the Smoke Daddy, everything okay. that's on Gallagher Way. Uh, Lucky Door is my favorite. Their own Cubs stores, which they opened up a couple within the park and around the park. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is the Ricketts went all in, which was the right business move. They bought, they bought the rooftops, they bought the surrounding neighborhoods. It's what the Tribune should have done when the prices were nothing. Unfortunately, now you're sitting here owning hotels, restaurants, 
and and a sports complex that nobody can go to. And yeah, so they're kind of in some trouble here. It's it's going to affect the and that but that's what I'm saying when the Wilpons did it and they got swindled by Bernie Madoff, it affected the team. And right. so the Cubs are currently one of those teams that is get 70% of their shit from game day revenue and we got all got to be drinking $12 beers in Gallagher Way to make it all work. Then I'm wondering like what kind of what are we looking at here? Like if it only took, you know, one Black Swan event to make the whole house of cards tumble down, you know, are they, are they cash poor in that way? And should we be worried in the end? Well, what you should I'm be worried still about looking for wheelbarrows, wheelbarrows full of money and, and wheelbarrows we'll, full of money. Just what we're pushing. worried about here at this point here is, is that the timing couldn't have been worse to launch a new network. All the, all this kind of shit could, you know, that weird used to joke around that hashtag that's cub. Yeah. Like that's totally cub that you waited literally all this time and you finally get your network and then there's no baseball to show on the network. I mean, like that's cub. <laughs> I mean, like what else can you ask for on that? I mean, like the the luck of that timing could not be any fucking worse. Yeah, I have to make a uh, wait. I have to make one of those. Uh, I know it's going to take it. I wish I could. I, this is why we need a producer um, because it's going to be way more hilarious if if it just could. But check this out. How about this? Uh, Bethers is. <laughs> Bethers Johnson is asking about the extras, about the movie nights, about the markets. Uh, a lot of those things the Cubs host for free for the neighborhood. So there's that's not a revenue stream. Uh, the other big revenue stream for Wrigley is concerts. I had tickets to a couple. I know other people did. That's another. That's a very large revenue stream. So concerts, day of game. Uh, you know, the TV contracts, there's a big, you know, question about the TV contracts. What do the TV contracts have to pay MLB for a season that doesn't get played? You know, and that's why you see this push to get games on TV fans or no fans. They want to get that, the TV revenue. And at a certain point, I mean, were we not told for the last 10 years that it's all about TV revenue? Like, oh, they're like, oh, it doesn't matter if anybody goes like then that what they've been saying. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but haven't they been saying that for, like, the last 10 years, being like, well, it doesn't really matter because all the money comes from TV. And what I understand is that most of it comes from playoff television. So if they're going to be expanding the playoffs and, like, all the teams get in, like they do in hockey and basketball, this year, you know, we're all going to watch that. We're also starved for baseball. I mean, Len, I just talked to Len Casper today on the rant, and he was he's like, yeah, we're expecting probably record TV numbers right now. And, of course, they are. So I don't want to fucking hear it that all of a sudden oh, 70% of the revenue is coming from – it's not going to this year either. Like, they're getting – trying to get over again. It, it all depends on the market that you're in right now. So, again, if you are a big market team, you get revenues from the TV deals, but you don't live and die on that. Now, if you're the White Sox and you draw – 10,000 a game compared to Wrigley where you draw 40,000 a game. It's a lot different deal that you're talking about here. So if you're Oakland, if you're, if you're a team that just doesn't draw, I remember, uh, do you remember that awesome Cincinnati red, uh, uh, Pittsburgh pirate? There's a big brawl and yes, Puig was in it. And Amir Garrett and all, if you look at that, if you look at that night, man, that was like, there was maybe like, 8,000 people in the fucking place. Like you could have literally yeah. bought in like a front row ticket for like five bucks. 
So like when you talk about those smaller market teams, they're, they, they depend on the revenue sharing. They depend on the TV contracts more than your Cubs versus Dodgers versus Red Sox who, who charge the most amount of money. When you talk about the worst, we talked about it on this show before, the worst yeah. bang for your buck. Remember, I think the Wrigley was number one. The Cubs are number one with what you pay in ticket prices, what you pay in food, what you pay in uh, beer. Like oh, yeah. that, you get gouged. You get gouged when you go to Wrigley. We've gone, I don't know if Stu's still on here, but you know, with Stu, we've gone to different parks. We've done some club 400 road trips. Danny, I know you've gone to almost like every single ballpark. You, you don't realize when you get out of Wrigley, how cheap some of these well, baseball it, games are. I mean, it's not, I mean, it, that's just it. It's like, I never feel like it's all that expensive, uh, all that much more expensive to go to Wrigley Field uh, if you know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you just got to get the you got you got to figure out what day to go. You got to know where the good seats are. You know, you can bring your own food. You don't have to get gouged on. You get drunk beforehand in Wrigleyville at $6 beer. Now go to San Francisco and now you're eating $15 crab fries. It's not inexpensive there. Yankee Stadium, you know, is a $20 beer. Uh you, you, there's $20 beers in baseball, uh, you know, I, I and you know Red Sox. I mean, I would say the Cubs are up there, right? But, but you're, you, the teams you just mentioned are all very high priced teams. Those are those are the where the where the most expensive are Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, San Fran draws still great crowds from uh, all the all the uh, for all the play all the World Series they won the even number of years. I so I think what really skews the numbers are the amount of corporate tickets. You know, that go go out there. And, uh, you know, if you have a good corporate sales situation at a, you know, at a high priced game, you know, you know, I, I, I think that that's going to be like, if you sell $400 tickets to the 1914 club to a business and they've got this all year, that's going to skew it way higher. But really what they're buying is like, a you know, a, hundred dollar casino buffet ultimately you know what i mean (laughs) no it's true i mean that's what it is oh we'll give them some top shelf liquor all afternoon which means like hennessy and you know some i mean i drank champagne the whole time i was down there (laughs) (laughs) didn't you you try to steal the plates though try to steal the plates (laughs) you stole the plates you stole the plates yeah yeah i'll have to get that video out here sometime you know yeah that's the other thing about going on here like i got so much great video i gotta go through and find all the great shit now that we're uh, oh, well. Tell the fans how did you get the tickets to that club? I mean, I waited for a, a rainy day when they went when they uh, when they dove. Right. You know, the, the prices dove down, and I could get in for a half price. So, but the corporate person that owned that—that's just a, a write-off to them. You know what I mean? Right. They don't care. They, but for somebody like me, it's like, oh, that's cool. I got half price. So, but but that doesn't figure into you know what the Ricketts pricing is. Um, right. Anyway, I, I don't really feel bad for the Ricketts. I know that they just started. The only thing I feel bad for is the TV network, but I don't even feel that bad for that because, like, it might have been cool. I guess it's cool that they did that. But, like, you know, I wish – I think it all should all be free on WGN still. You know what I mean? That's where I come – that's what I think. And, like, right. like, you're stupid. It was so much better. I'm like, is it? Is it really better? No, it's not. Like, you turn on the game. It's on Channel 9. There it's on. Like, I, that was my whole life growing up, and I don't see why it ever had to change. 
You know, like, and I know why it's had to change because everybody decided they have to be billionaires and millionaires, but I never decided that, and it doesn't do me any good. So why do I fucking care? Well, if you look at if you look at it though, it was WGN that wanted. They started to kind of they wanted to be the next Fox. So you remember when we were younger, there was three you know three real networks: CBS, NBC, ABC. Okay, Fox all of a sudden became big. They had the Gary Shandling Show. Tracy Ullman, and then they end up hitting big with The Simpsons. I knew this would come back to Gary Shandling somehow. Yeah, and so uh, what ends Gary up happening? Gary Shandling, all the time. May he rest in peace. Um, but you know, with that, WGN had their own kind of network. It was called the CW. Okay, and the CW had a lot of these tween type of shows, mm-hmm. like some DC type of shows. Yeah, they were fire show. They had all sorts. Of, they had a Charmed and all this weird shit. And and they wanted to kind of move away from regional sports broadcasting, which is what they're doing. So when you talk about it, the, it when the Cubs that you're talking about in, in the 1980s with Harry Carey and all that shit, even even going back further, going to the 60s and 70s, there really wasn't a lot of content. There wasn't a lot of competition. And so you had the, the Cubs were on there forever, the Bulls, the White Sox. A lot of teams were on WGN for free. And as the CW decided they wanted less, they started to carry less games. And as they carried less games, other things, other networks started to pick uh, them up. Well, what do we have? I mean, it, it was stupid. Like WCIU had some games. And Comcast then, Sportsnet. Comcast Sportsnet, which, and then NBC Sports is, and it, how, and I ended up with the outside the Ivy job going after some games there last year. Right. And, so, I mean, it was splintered and weird and all that stuff. And mostly right. the regional sports networks are what they are. We all were nervous about what would happen, that it would end up like a Dodger situation. And that's exactly what happened, is that it ended up like a Dodger situation. Right. And, I mean, it's still early. I guess they could get a deal done with Comcast. I don't see why Comcast would at this point. They have no... Well, I mean, they haven't. they have until the 2021 season now, so... They've got plenty of time to work on it. Yeah, and I and I think that you know there, there's a lot that goes into it, but uh, you know the it's you know yes, I loved it when it was on WGN. That's what you know got me on the Cubs because my family is kind of intermittent with cable. Sometimes we had it, sometimes we didn't. Like my dad just didn't see the big what what the big deal was about cable, so we just most of the time had networks. So I did watch a lot of Cubs baseball and stuff like that, and it it's what exposed a lot of fans that are not from the Chicagoland area to Chicago Cubs baseball. That's why when you go and you watch other games, you, you know, other teams, when they play in other stadiums, you see such a huge contingent of Cubs fans. Michael, you know this from being out in Colorado. Like, there's probably more Cubs fans and Rockies fans out there. Or, or a good balanced proportion is because, you know, for a lot of years before Colorado had a team, a lot of those fans were rooting for the Cubs because that's who they watched. Yeah, that's exactly why they were there. And the idea of one network carrying all the games makes total sense. The issue here is that the Ricketts got greedy and they thought, we're going to be the Yankees, we're going to be the Dodgers, we're going to do the thing that they did. And they didn't actually look to see how successful those were because there are still a lot of issues Especially, not so much with the Yankees, but uh, especially with the Dodgers. The Dodgers, absolutely, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, Dodgers even, are a huge, huge problem. Even the it Yankees, hurts their product the all the time. 
Hey guys, quick interruption uh, of this show because this is the ad full version of the Sun Ranto show. Uh, now that uh, the pandemic is, uh, well, waning, I guess, in, in terms of people going to work, uh, we're going to be bringing on some new sponsors, uh, you know, kind of the normal Ones that you hear on podcasts, Manscaped, you heard the one before about betonline.ag. Um, and so, you know, we do a free version of the show, and all it costs is a dollar a month. You subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto. You give us a dollar a month, $2, $5, whatever you can afford, and it helps us grow the show. And other than that, you're going to have to sit through some advertisements. Um, you know, I, I hate to do it to you. But it's, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time making this show, trying to entertain you people. And um, we're hoping that uh, you'd like to be uh, supportive of our show, especially uh, in these times that we could use your support. <laughs> you know, so. All right. Well, thanks a lot. And um, I appreciate it. Back to the show. Even the Yankees, I, I think we're maybe even ahead of the game. I don't know if they still do this right now. But I, my my friend Tim, who is a, a sound engineer at, at the place where I still work, actually, uh, he's a big Yankees fan, and he would have that game on 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 his computer because you could pay like if you had yes, you know, you, like you could get Yes Network. I forget how it worked. I don't think it works this way anymore. But you could have either Yes Net if you had Yes Network, which you could get through like a really basic cable situation. Like the Yankees wanted people to see their game. Like it was on in like I remember I had Yes Network for a while, even though I wasn't like a high tier cable subscriber or something. But he yeah, could, because when they when they started, they wanted to hook you. You know, they were they were running the old uh, drug dealer push. You know, they're like, hey, we're gonna give it to you on the fucking low pay thing for like a year, year and a half, whatever it is, and then we're gonna jump into the big one because we're smart about how we push our product. But they had a thing where you could also watch on your computer. So he had it on on his computer, his studio computer. And I'm like, how are you doing that? Isn't that an in-market game? He goes, I pay an extra $5 and I get to watch it at home. Or the, I Cubs, the, the Cubs have a similar thing. It's like a HBO or anything else. Is as long as you can put in that you have, that you're paying your cable bill. Then I can watch it on my iPad or I can watch it on my yeah. computer. Well, I, can watch I know it they have that, but what they need at this point is a standalone app in which, like, I pay them $20 a month to watch and market and do whatever. And, you know, a lot that, of that's what every team needs. Every single team needs an in market standalone app in order to do this because the other direction is not working. Blocking out, look, I'm in Iowa now, I'm blocked out of fucking nine baseball teams if they were to play the season as planned with this fucking like 10 games i'm pretty sure i could only watch the east coast and the west coast and i couldn't watch a single fucking team in the middle of the country and that's that's an mlb problem and, and i've actually talked to the cubs about that before with with crane kenny and a couple other guys and they're on board on ending blackouts and having standalones too if you're a big market team the trouble well, they, then they need to do it because you, not every team's like a big market team, though. Right, but they act like they can't. But you can. They who do you think? Who do you think you is the most powerful owner in all of baseball, in your opinion? The the most. Uh, I would. Whoever owns the Yankees now, which I don't know, the Steinbrenners are all dead. 
I don't know, all no. the fucking side brothers. The, the, the person that so. really has the most push of the owners is Reinsdorf here in Chicago. Hmm. And he's the one that pushed the 1994 strike. And a lot of this has to do with smaller revenue teams. And there's a lot more smaller revenue teams than large market teams. Yeah. And that's what you're, that's what we've been dealing with this entire fucking time is Reinsdorf. And he's a very powerful, influential guy. How the hell do you think Harold Baines gets in the Hall of Fame? That yeah. was a bunch of horseshit. It was, it was, it was through the Veterans Committee that, that Reinsdorf steered. So Reinsdorf is, is clearly, clearly the most power, in my opinion. Everybody know Rob Manford. He's just a puppet. So oh, whenever yeah. you hear Rob Manford oh, speak, <laughs> when Rob, Rob Manford Rob speaks. Rob Manford's worse than a puppet. He's an actual human boy with a hand up his ass. Right, but that <laughs> hand belongs to Jerry Reinsdorf. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the hand that's moving the mouth is, is Jerry Reinsdorf. Mm-hmm. And, and and the people that have been in, in the Chicagoland area and, and have been around long enough, it's always been Reinsdorf pushing, pushing, pushing. And the small market teams, they don't want what happened where the Cubs got so popular in all these smart, smaller regional markets because it takes away from their draw. Mm hmm. And that's the problem is that you don't think the Cubs would want a standalone network? How po- The Cubs, I guarantee you, the Cubs and Yankees would they, absolutely yeah. crush that. They would absolutely crush a standalone market. If you said, hey, guys, everywhere in the United States, you could have a Cub app and wa- pay $20 and watch every Cubs game, you think the Cubs wouldn't fucking do that in a heartbeat? They'd fucking yeah, right. do it in a no, blink that, of an eye. Hey, and, and that makes total sense. Makes total sense. But – how the fuck are they finally like now this is the rule they want to follow when they don't give a fuck about any other rules or any other reason to make MLB uh, sustainable? Yeah, they got to they, they got to follow all the MLB rules. That's why they had to go fucking play a game in a hurricane. I think in Washington, wasn't it? They had to fly into like the eye of a hurricane. Who the fuck does I, that? I actually I actually think that they could have just been like, nah, nah, we're not doing it. Like you yeah. really could have just been like, yeah, we'll take the fucking L on that one. Well, well you're, in a, you're in you're in a pennant race. You're in a playoff race. Do you think now that it they, doesn't matter? Didn't they fucking lose that game anyway? They, it, yeah, I think they, I think they did. So yeah, against Washington. The, not only, but did you didn't know that, game, that you were going to lose the game. Fucking lost his goddamn career. So who gives a fuck? You can actually protect your players by just saying, you know what, we're not going to do dumb shit. Is so it's like twenty. We're not going to do dumb right. shit. We got a we got a comment here. Twenty two T Brad's twenty two says is the, is the MLB the only organization that caters to the small market teams the way they do? I mean, I don't really know. I can I can answer that, and and the answer to that is yes, because baseball is really one of the only sports that doesn't have a salary cap. Oh, so yeah. when you when you talk about football or hockey or any or, or the NBA, you have these salary caps. And so it doesn't matter if you're Chicago or Golden State. You know what I mean? It's like everybody's kind of on an even playing field as far as that. And that's what the owners of baseball would love to have is a salary cap. And in a way, the luxury tax has kind of worked as a de facto luxury cap. Now, could you spend over it? Yeah, there's penalties. And some people say, fuck it, spend. But there's other things associated with that, draft picks, international pool money. But I would say that the MLB is extremely unique in its situation that two things. The the union of MLB is one of the strongest unions. The last negotiation with Tony Clark 
who's first of all, never go into a fucking union negotiation without a great lawyer. That's like rule number one. And MLB did not do that. They never should have allowed the luxury tax in the last CBA. Okay. That being said now is that the MLB is one of the most powerful unions. So all your contracts, when you're talking about MLB contracts, doesn't matter how bad you suck. You can't get cut. That's all guaranteed money. Okay. So if you're in football and you have a contract, you, they may say, okay, Mitch Trubisky is going to get 120 million. They can cut it and not pay him his contract after one year. It's 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 kind of completely different. So there, the, yeah, there's a guaranteed amount, but it's not the amount that is what his full contract is worth. I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, right. And so that allows that that's what causes kind of the equality among the other sports leagues that you don't necessarily see in baseball. So in baseball, you could be you could have one team like the Yankees or the Cubs spending north of 200 million, and then on the other side, you could have the Marlins spending like 500 grand. And that's that's the difference where the small market teams, the revenue sharing in the small market teams and the BAM technology, which was some advanced technology, MLB sold for billions, I want to say. And now every team gets a cut out of that. But yes, 22 Brad also mentions that the Cardinals get a compensatory pick, which is bullshit, and, and he's right on that. Well, it is. Right. I mean, you Nobody, nobody's looking at the game as a whole. That's the problem. They're looking at they're looking at this is my team. This is the only thing I'm fucking worried about. They're not looking at the game as a whole, the MLB, all of it. Well, they, and when you look at it, at there's tanking. different decisions to be made. I mean, look at the, the issue of tanking. Tanking. The Cubs tanked for two, three years. They had very, you know, little attendance. Uh, season ticket holders like you, Crawley, way overpaid for your tickets for what, three, four years straight. And they, they, you know, and after that, you, you, they made it worth your while for a while, and then they gouged you, you know, and Wrigley Field's a giant gouge now. So they had, a, you know, they're billionaires. They know how to make billions of dollars, so they're good at that. So th- now that's what every team is doing. And the, when the Ricketts went into this in the first place, they even said in those family emails, they're like, Oh my God, baseball! It's so easy to make money if we fuck up. We still get the money. It's fucking awesome. Isn't this great, Dad? Let's play. Please buy us the team. You know what I mean? And a and a rare book for Christmas, please, Papa Joe. And like that is, you know, that's who they are. And like that, all the teams are like that. You know, so it's like they're gonna make anytime the rules are complicated, like the salary cap, the luxury, the luxury, the non-salary cap, the the luxury tax rule, complicated. The new salary thing that they're going to do where it's, okay, you get half the money, but then if you really make a lot of money, you're only going to make 30% less of that, and then there's 30% to somebody else, and then the, if you make 250 then you're going to get 125 and like, And then all the players and their agents, their heads are going to spin. They're sitting there calculating the whole thing. Well, that, that, that's that's the, complicated that, by design to fuck you over every well, time. Every time. <laughs> that's what, what you're talking about is kind of actually – very amusing in a way because what the owners have most recently proposed is having a what a quote unquote fair tax or what you would call a progressive tax. So with the progressive tax, the, the, which the is so weird because every owner is so against fucking taxes. Yeah, correct. Like you know they're they're ready to fucking like 
Yeah, they're they're ready to like dissolve the government if they could just not have taxes. So right, and that and it is that's where the irony is: is you would not find a single baseball owner who would vote for a progressive tax when it comes to their income. Yeah, but when it comes to the player's salary, and this is again, guys, where you talk about public relations, the fair tax. So if you are say, uh, let's just it's, put, it's not even PR. This this is fair. fucking union. This is union and bosses and all the shit that's yeah. been going on since the last fucking yeah. depression. It's Eugene fucking Debs. Yeah, went to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but it, the it, but it, the PR we is we got to go way back to fuck no, fuck the PR. They're just fucking trying to screw these players because they're employees. And if you can't understand that your boss is trying to fuck you out of all your money while they make as much money as possible then you're not paying attention. Right. And so that the idea of <laughs> this guy, the idea of this comes in with this again, brilliant PR move by the owners is to say, okay, like I said, they would never accept it for their own income, but the way that they're putting it out there is that the players that would make the most would get the biggest cuts in their salary and the players that make the league minimum the least amount would get the, the least amount of cuts. In their salary. Right. So if you're Mike Trout, you're going to take a big hit on this. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody like, say, uh, I don't want to say Descalso actually makes decent money, but if you're talking about uh, uh, Rowan Wick, he's not going to really lose much compared to, say, Mike Trout. And so what you're well, doing. And, and that's like actually the one good thing is how they fucking did that. Because if Mike Trout decides, you know what? fuck you guys, you're taking more of my money than you're taking of anybody else's. And, you know, some of these other guys that make, you know, what, whatever, Strasbag and Kershaw and whoever the fuck else has huge, oh, uh, Harper, all have these huge contracts. If those guys all just fucking say, you know what? You're taking all my money. Fuck you. You know, then we're going to play a season without with no guys. superstars. Yeah, with, without yeah. those guys. And and then they're just not going to play, which I think they're that's what they're trying to do. They're like, oh, we can have a baseball season without the stars. Like, people are watching the CPBL monkeys, you know, the Rakuten monkeys, and they're like, they got no superstars. <laughs> you know, like, with, they're with, like, as long as we got cheerleaders, if this is some hot Asian cheerleaders up on the fucking. This, uh, but this, ha- game, this happened be before. Fine. This happened in the NFL. <laughs> The NFL played with scab players before and people watched it and the, and the players collapsed, the strike collapsed. And so this could, again, this, this, there's a lot of posturing right now. We want to wait the next week or two are going to be big again, June 10th clock is ticking, but right now there is not a lot of sports content and MLB may just be willing to roll the dice and say, fuck it. We'll get a bunch of two, uh, 2A, 3A players up there that'll play for not much. And you know what? Look at how that Jordan last dance. Look at the Tiger King. Look at the shit that's drawing <laughs> big <laughs> fucking numbers. They might it just it really would be on the level of Tiger King. I think you're right there. It would be the same fucking product as Tiger King. You're it would be like, shit, man. It would be like, oh, you just struck out. We're going to feed you to a tiger. Right. I would, dude, I would watch. Here's what I would watch. I right now. I would actually. I would watch this anyway. All right. Picture this: Joe West, second base umpire. Okay, and it's just um, hours and hours 
of a guy stealing second base and like all you need is a, a second baseman. You need a sec. Uh, no, you don't even need a second base. You need a shortstop. Like you need Javi. All right, you need Javi. You got Javi. <laughs> you got Javi and you got Contreras as your bet as your your and some guy just lobbing him. No, somebody throwing fast. So you need a pitcher, a catcher, and a shortstop, and a runner, a really fast guy. And you got Joe West out there. So you got five guys. Joe West is out there, and the whole thing is just like a dude trying to steal second. Javi Contreras throwing pitcher throws. You know, Contreras throws down to short. Javi tags. Joe West maybe falls over, maybe doesn't fall over. I was going to say the same thing, and John Friedman just brought it up. It's running bases when you were a kid, yeah. But it, that's different because you yeah, ran. Yeah, running running bases. Pickles. Except. Running bases is a pickle. This is like a throw-out yeah. contest, which they should have at every All-Star game. By the, yeah, in the, but. Fuck the whole derby, throw guys out, tag contests. Like, I don't even want to watch. But, Danny, let's, let's just add a tiger loose <laughs> on the field. You don't know if the tiger is just going to sit in the outfield and fucking hang out, or maybe the tiger is going to attack you at second actually, base. Or eat your West. That's just all you got to do. Do you remember <laughs> they, act, they actually had that in the movie The Naked Gun? Yep, they did. That was one of <laughs> they, they had in the movie The Naked Gun where they were doing the blooper reel. And like people were getting eaten mauled by cats and hit by cars and doesn't some guy go up to like catch a ball over the, the fence and he gets decapitated. His head comes off. <laughs> comes off. Um, I know it's not a baseball movie, but that last half hour, forty five minutes of the naked gun and where it was not so Oh God. Yeah. Just absolutely hilarious. Just absolutely that should be one of our uh, Sun Ranto like Friday night watches. We'll just watch that scene. That and then, <laughs> the guy the falls off the stadium hour, yeah. and the marching band comes out and all the different things start stampeding him. <laughs> <laughs> and Reggie Jackson is going to uh, kill the Queen. Oh yeah, Reggie Jackson, oh, yeah. Jay Johnstone, ex Cub at yeah. bat, and yeah. Joe West. Yep. And Joe West, that's like three chins ago for Joe, too. It's like <laughs> young Joe West. You count the rings. In trees, you count Actually, the rings. That was, Actually, that was still an old Joe West because, remember, he started umping his first game in 1976. His first MLB game was in 76. So by the time the 90s, he was still an old Joe West. He always looked old. He's like one of those kids. I, I think I mentioned this on this show before when I – Used to play music at like kids. Uh, used to do kid these kids concerts and kids classes, and like every now and again, you'd get some kid in there, two years old, looking like he's seventy five. Like he, was, he did look like a little Ira. He already had like a walker and like you know, <laughs> like, it's just weird. Like he's <laughs> like, maybe sometimes he Danny wasn't aware that he was doing a Make a Wish party. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck. <laughs> And I could just imagine what Joe West would look like as a little kid, you know, like a chubby little Joe West. Oh, I would love, dude, I would pay good money for Joe West baby pictures. Just to, now that we've got a TV show, like if people are listening on a podcast, which is must be weird for them, because I'm sure there's parts of what we've been saying that are visual. Um, like when I made Joe West chins <laughs> out of my own breasts. No, that never happened. Um, no, everybody knows what a Joe West chin looks like, so. They're just upset that you brought it up in the first place. Yeah. 
So uh, anyway, I, I guess, do you guys think there's going to be a season? I, Len Casper today was 50-50. And I really feel like until the players, here's the thing. We know that these Latin guys, they're coming from, you know, oftentimes very poor situations. They got family who, like, if they can make a year of salary in the show right now, you know, they're coming out of Venezuela. They're coming out of shit situations. This is their chance. Of course they would play a season of baseball, you know what I mean? But then you also got Chris Bryant. Yeah, I already got a bunch of millions of dollars. I played travel ball. You've got all these guys in baseball, which is what makes baseball beautiful. But that means you've got all these guys in baseball making decisions personally on their own levels of where that where they're going to play and at. So here's the question. Would you watch – would you root for the Cubs if, like, Rizzo didn't play – I think Rizzo plays, by the way. I think, but would you root for the Cubs if, like, you know, they're missing Hayward and Bryant and Lester's like fuck it, and they piece it together? And, and this is where I think the owners have the advantage. I think most, I, you know, you guys can chime in on the chat, but I would say most people would watch because, because again, man, like I, I've, I, Danny, fucking, you have a couple hundred people sitting around just to listen to the fucking organ. We got eight people watching us now. You got people. You got people that are that, that, that are sitting around Wrigley Field to do nothing more than hear an organ. And I love the organ. Well, hey, all all you eight people out there fucking watching us, stop! It's it's terrible. Uh, also, make baseball. No, I wouldn't. Again. I wouldn't. I, I, I would I say the, I am at the point that if the fucking players' union doesn't want to do this. I'm with the players' union. I yeah. fucking support the players' union. Fuck these owners, all of them, every single one, not just for Ricketts, but, you know, them especially because they're the owners of my favorite team. And, uh, no, I'm I'm not going to watch this. And but you, might, Michael, you represent a small subset of society. Here's what I, I – understand uh, and, and, that. and I'll, and I'll so, give you I'll give you what you're I'll, saying is would I and I right. would and I want other fucking people to know that there are people out there that wouldn't watch that would say fuck you and would hope for these players to get what's coming from for them because their careers are fucking short for the most part we I, only I, remember the ones who've been around for a long time but most right. of them don't even, you know, they barely even get a cup of coffee if they're lucky. I want those guys to have a chance. I want baseball. Well, they might get a chance if baseball. If, 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 right. If, if, if it goes to the owner's way, they could do that. They could give the the guys that would never, the, the Charser Burks of yeah. the world, to now, be able to get in the rotation now. You know what I mean? Right. And if, and if they're going to fucking, if they're going to break well, the got, line, then fuck them. No, right. I'm not going to watch it. But Michael, what I'm telling you is, is do me a favor, and I want, and this will do this before the next time we 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 run. Go to Joe Sheehan. Joe Sheehan's one of my favorite uh, writers on Twitter. If, if you go to Joe Sheehan, and he breaks it down just like you are, take a look at the responses. And I know that's again a different subset I don't, of people. But but Crawley, Crawley, right. I am a fucking pariah. Right. In every aspect of fucking society, people hate me. <laughs> I, Nobody I, fucking I likes me. And <laughs> Michael, right I now, like you, Michael. I like you. No, it, it, and right now, it's the only fucking thing I have to lean on. So fuck what I'm them. telling I'm you is. Go, I'm going to side with labor. I'm well, going to side with labor. And that's just the fucking way it is. 
And it doesn't matter what Joe Sheehan fucking tells me or his commenters tell me. Right. Can you imagine? But you have to have a you have to have a fucking it's you not have to have happen. something that you fucking stand up for. And let me tell you what, if the only thing I have to do is not watch a baseball game to fucking stand up for these players, well, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm fucking George Washington, I guess, because I'm fucking running a revolution. You know what? Because it's the fucking easiest thing in the world. Don't watch baseball if they're gonna fuck them, if they're gonna fuck the players. Well, Don't do that. that. They apparently you can be Thomas Paine these days by not wearing a mask. So <laughs> my whole point is, is yeah, that there apparently. are there, there's a very large population that right now. And again, we were kind of joking about it earlier. You look at Lake in the Ozarks. I mean, there, there, there's no social distancing. People are, and I'm not saying right or wrong, Michael. I'm not saying right or Crowley, wrong. Crowley, Crowley, no, what? Crowley. That's the problem. You're not saying right or wrong. Right. Fuck those people in the Ozarks. They're wrong. You can say it. This is the goddamn Son Ranto show. Right. We, what we I'm telling you, though, is ML say what we think is right or wrong. And if you don't fucking like it. Right. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't fucking care what. The and what I'm telling say. you is MLB is going right. to MLB going against labor is wrong. MLB is going to look at the video of the people of the lake in the Ozarks, and then they're going to look at Michael Cotton in his basement, and they're going to say, I'm going to go with the lake of the Ozarks, people. They're going to make their fucking money. You're going to get no baseball, and life is still going to move on. Can I, should, issue I, I know, I know, Crawley, but should I fucking change no, the you way shouldn't. that I fucking live? In the way that I act, in the way that no, I fucking feel, I, 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 that's, because, I, res- I respect you for standing Rob up for fucking Manfred. Because Rob Manfred wants to fucking play some baseball games. Rob Manfred, I'm 100 percent in agreement with you. In the world, but what I'm telling you is, is what's what, are, what are the owners going to do? That's what I'm asking you. And you're going to say, but I don't care. I know what you're going to say again. I you, don't care. That's fine. You have to fucking to be- look. You can. You can give voice to the owners, but you'll just be one of eight million. All I'm asking or you, you is can give voice to yourself, Michael. How many people watched a stupid fucking show about a redneck who owns a fucking tiger farm? Okay, that's what people are doing. What is that stupid no fucking? What, what is that stupid fucking Nintendo games everybody's playing? The animal, the island shit. What the fuck even <laughs> Again, is that? Crawling, what I'm telling you is there are people starved. For content, and if you put under, a bunch look, of Joe fucking that. Out and if there, we and if we fucking just accept that whatever the fuck we put out there is okay, just because people want it, right? Then we're the fucking Romans used to feed people to lions so that we could watch. You and I what? bet people That's would watch right. that right now. Put it on Netflix, and it'll fucking sell out. Put it on <laughs> Netflix. It would. We saw the fucking Tiger King. It's the same goddamn thing. Look, Crowley. I understand what you're saying. I my point is I don't need to give voice to the fucking teeming masses of idiots. Okay, I need to give voice to the fucking people who are actually paying attention to the fucking world and who look at labor negotiations and they're like, you know what? Even though these guys have millions of dollars, these guys are getting fucked right now. Okay. Right. And we need to support them. Well, and we do and, it in I, the most easy way in the world. And that's to, you know what? Go play some catch with my son rather than turn on the fucking baseball game. Yeah, but can we gamble on that, Michael? Can we gamble on whether, you know, can we gamble on whether you 
or your son will drop the ball, <laughs> how many times you'll throw it before an overthrow, like, you know, because that's what people need in their life. And, and are you, I honestly play? wish we could. I would fucking make so much money on that. And I'm telling you, that's the next <laughs> big thing. I do it. You're crooked. That's the thing is once MLB, that's what makes football so popular is all the gambling aspects. Uh, you know, I know people like Jeff Walski here who fucking watch the stupidest fucking games. Why? Fantasy football players. It's going to be a matter of time before baseball now all of a sudden says, we can make money doing this too. I guarantee you at Wrigley in the ballpark, there's going to be sports books in the ballpark. No doubt. There's going no. to be a sports book right where that Joe Madden restaurant used to be, and that's going to make money. And if you can watch a bunch of Charcer Burks wow. tossing a ball around and you can bet on what he's going to do. We used to do this in the bleachers all the time, the cup game. Yeah. When you put a dollar in, your own fucking moves around, and it was all stupid shit. Oh, man. Now, What's it all goes legal, dude? I'm starting a craps game in the left field corner. <laughs> I'm going to be up there, dude, with my freaking uh, crap raker, you know, that, yeah. that that thing they got, a couple of loaded dice. Uh, and and, and you know your buddy Luis. Luis would be gambling every fucking inning. Oh, yeah, dude. It, it, these people are, I mean, it, it's out there. And like I said, people are starved for cotton. I like John Pincus here, though, asking, can I gamble on Michael Cotton rant lengths? Yeah, well. So, Right now, it has to do with like the uh, how good his phone battery is. <laughs> For me, it would be the over-under. So longest Michael Cotton rant, put it at seven minutes over-under. Well, it depends well, it, on that I have to pee. It's, it's, way, it's way under. Fucking holding on to a, a, holding on to a rant. For seven minutes, that's a long fucking time. I don't think you realize how long seven minutes of a rant is. Well, I see I, the I, energy. I barely hit thirty. I barely hit thirty seconds in well, uh, any of these that I've hit tonight. Yeah, because we. The only time I expend that amount of time on a rant is when I'm mad at my children, and we're in the car, and I fucking just and I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna yell at you until we get to wherever we go. And, and, and Raymond, I'm just making shit up, and I'm yelling at them about labor negotiations. And Raymond makes a <laughs> makes Ray, Raymond here makes a great point: is that the the sports book's probably going to be where the stadium club was supposed to be. And if you want to talk about a lot of people that are pissed off, and you want to hear ranting, ask any members of the stadium club that were promised that they were going to get renovations, and now they kind of got fucked over. And these were hardcore Cub fans mm-hmm. that that were there, a lot of money, paid a lot of money. We talked about Dorothy Farrell's birthday party. Stu was on earlier. A lot of people that love that stadium club, and now they got fucked over on that. It was a family and, up there of people and, that paid a lot of money to be up there, and they had a, like a little pregame spot in their own little bar, and and they had it for years, and they Cubs promised them that it was going to come back and never did. And now it feels like it's going to be – That's going to be a sports book. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been predicting. But – um. Well, here's the last point I want to make on the whole, um, you know, whether the players will accept the contract. We talked about fuck the owners and that they should just eat a year and, you know, what uh, figure out how to not be cash poor with all the trillions of dollars the government's currently printing that are in your pocket. Like, figure that out, billionaires, because it's none of our never mind, and it shouldn't be the players' never mind. But uh, one thing I do agree with on the labor side of thing is that if a – high-priced player were to not play this year for their own safety, I would understand that. Um, But I do think it really will hurt the union 
if they scab out of dudes that are in the minors now. I watched scab Bears games in the 80s with that. Whenever that happened, I went to a it was uh, eighty seven. I think Sean Payton was the quarterback of the yeah, Scab Bears. We got free tickets. Uh, my dad got free tickets from uh, my mom's church, and you know, hey, I don't want to go to this fucking game. Here's some tickets. So we're I'm like, it's like the only Bears game I ever went to. You know, <laughs> because it was the Scab Bears, and, and my family could afford Scab Bears, which is free. So <laughs> we, we went down, and you know, I, I didn't give a shit. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, go Bears. You know what I mean? I didn't care who was playing. I did, really didn't. Now, the Cubs, I would feel similarly if I watched Scab Cubs. I'd be like, hey, it's baseball. I watched I watched CPBL. I'll watch any baseball. I watched the people in the neighborhood play baseball. Like, I'm fine watching anybody play baseball. Would I prefer having the Cubs, which is this institution that is, you know, this long-standing thing. I, would I prefer them out there? Absolutely. But I would hate it if, I mean, what would you think about uh, if, what would if you think only we could get if you if, if he didn't play and then other scabs came and did play, like, do people think Rizzo's the asshole for not playing? Or are they like, these are the fucking real guys. Cause like, I'm kind of more on Rizzo's side being like, if he didn't think it's safe, maybe he's standing up for those guys. And I don't want to watch scab players. And like, at this point, you got to take a side. Are you going to be with, you call them superstars, but like, these are like dudes that work really hard to be where they're at and are very talented and have a finite career that are trying to stand up for labor in general, even if it is millionaire labor, you know, it's millionaire labor. But it's it's real labor, and it's millionaires versus billionaires. But there's only some thousandaires in there that maybe Anthony Rizzo's standing up for, or maybe I, I don't know. Like, would you watch if you watch a Cubs without Anthony Rizzo and Bryant that are sitting up for personal labor reasons? Then you're part of the problem in a way too. Then you're like sucking billionaire dick at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, and I, and I think it's saying. terrible. I, I think it's terrible that we're, as fans, as a fan base, we are put into this position to have to take sides, make these choices. Yeah, to take sides. And it, it's frustrating. Uh, and I was, you know, I wasn't old enough with enough experience to really understand in 94. You know what I mean? But I'm old enough now. And now I know better. So I'm going to do better. And that's the point. That's all we can do. We well, can 94. only fucking learn. And we can only learn from our situations and just be better. So 94, that, that's, they held, the players held their ground. And they didn't play and there were no scab players in 94 season ended. And, you know, it took baseball. And they should take heart. They should take heart from that. It it took baseball. Look at history and know it will happen again. It took baseball four or five years to really recover. And this is what the next, again, we, you know, the last dance was the big thing that we were competing against. The next big show that you can expect from ESPN is the McGuire Sosa home run chase. It wasn't until steroids. Steroids saved baseball. 
you know, and I'll say it over and over again, is that if you take a look, everybody says they were at Kerry Woods' 20 strikeout game. There's like 15,000 people there. And to think like, okay, well, it was a May game. Most May games, you end up being, you know, still about 25 to 30,000. No one was going to games. It wasn't until Sosa McGuire and that home run chase that people actually got interested in baseball again. And that's, and that's the issue right now is, is that I, you know, I, I don't, I want there to be baseball. I want the players to be fairly compensated and I want there to be safety measures put in place so that nobody's health is at risk. Okay. And if you can't do those things, then there shouldn't be a baseball season. Okay. And with all of that now, there's a game of chicken that's happening right now. And again, people are going to be forced to choose sides like they are with everything, and it sucks. And there are going to be people that right now just say, fuck it, I just want to watch any baseball possible. I need something. And there's going to be other people like you, Michael, that say, fuck it, I'm not going to give the billionaires their money. And, and you know, I'm a union household. I was a union rep for many years. Uh, you know, all of those things that are really important to certain people. But this is... I think that COVID and this whole lockdown and all this stuff was really kind of setting the stage for the CBA expiring. And I think that a lot of issues that we're dealing with now are a lot deeper than COVID or, or, or anything else. This was all, this is all kind of a setup, a, a, uh, a scrimmage, so to speak for the contract negotiations when the CBA is up. And again, we're the ones that are going to pay the price. And if and if owners and players, I'm going to put it on both, if they think that a strike is going to help them, this is where I get nervous with MLB. When you were talking about the blackouts, Michael, and stuff like that, is that I think MLB is so shittily run. I think that they are the most fan-friendly sport. I think that if they think they're, they're not the most popular sport like it used to be when I was a kid, like baseball and football were like a close one-two, okay? I would say baseball right now is maybe the third most popular sport in the country. Football one, basketball two. I'll put baseball three, okay? And what I'm going to tell you right now is if, if MLB, the owners and the players, if they can't fucking figure this shit out, you could potentially really doom the sports. In, like I'm talking about the long-term damage will be much, much worse than 94. Yeah, I... I mean, John Baker and I were texting about it because nobody knows anything. Like, nobody's been told anything. You know, Baker hasn't been told anything. Len Casper, I've talked to these people all the time. Nobody's been told shit about Dick, and they're supposed to be somewhere in two weeks, according to MLB. Well, there's a pandemic raging. Back against the wall, you have two weeks to decide. Let's get this done. Let's go. We're opening up. Let's go. That's what they're doing. They're pushing them as, as far as they can right now in this exact moment. I really think it's important in the end to, I guess, I mean, I, I do agree that, like, it's such an important symbol for baseball to be, we need it, you know, like, people want it, you know, we want to have something to watch, we love the, our teams, you know, we, we need this as an American symbol. You think it's an accident that the, the they chose 4th of fucking July? Basically, they chose the day after, the, the day after Trump, you know, met with them. They're like, we're hoping 4th of July. Like, you know, it, it's so obvious what they're trying to do here. And people are going to eat it hook, line, and sinker. You know, like, people still cry at the fucking, you know, national anthem and shit. You know what I mean? People are very patriotic out there. I agreed that the Ozarks people are who 
MLB wants more, and they want more like whatever that mythology of that baseball holds within our, you know, American hearts, you know, and now it's an international our collective culture, our collective culture. It's big, you know, it's Ken Burns baseball, you know what I mean? It's all that stuff, you know, integration of baseball, integration of the armed forces. It tends to mirror our societies in many respects. It has a longstanding tradition. Football's only how old baseball goes back to 1876. Basketball was invented last century. Baseball's two right. centuries ago now. So it's just like this long thing that we're all a part of. If they can't but, – but John Baker texted me. This was my overall point. John Baker texted me. If, if we're the only sport that can't figure out how to divvy up billions of dollars, we all know we're fucked. You know, and I think that's exactly what you just said, Carl, that it is – we're talking about last – and I think we've all said this at some point as we've discussed this. You know, I mean, we've gotten – pissed off during this show because it's frustrating for us to have to make this choice in the first place about whether, you know, whose side are we on? Like, we shouldn't have to be thinking about this. We should just be like, go Cubs. Right. You know, what's the pitch? What's the lineup today? Who's leading off that kind of thing? It's like, like, yeah, totally. totally Now, like, it's almost like turning into Europe, you know, where what soccer team you're a fan of dictates what your political allegiance is, you know, like that's how it is. Like, oh, you're, oh, you like that team. Do you, you freaking commie, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you like that team. Oh yeah. Tory, <laughs> you know, like that's how it goes. Your political alliance and your team. I mean, we are already getting there. Like Cubs are like the democratic machine, you know, conservative, but Democrats, <laughs> you know, we're, we're the Joe Biden of baseball, <laughs> you know, then you got the the Cardinals, you know, everything red. They're 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 a Trump hat. You know what I mean? The Cardinals are a the Trump hat. <laughs> you know, and you got them all. You know, who's Elizabeth Warren? The fucking Orioles? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I, you know, I just I, I, would, I, I would say she's the A's. Yeah, she's the A's. You got Rush Limbaugh. Who's he? <laughs> he's a Red Sox. No, he's a, a Texas Ranger. No, that's George Bush. I don't know. We could do this some other day. I, I again, I just the fans shouldn't be held hostage here, is, and, and I think John, and I think John Maker makes a great point that if 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 everybody can't come to the table and figure shit out, nobody right now. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm tired. Baseball is the one place I try to go more than any place to avoid politics. That's the one escape avenue that I want to give myself. I know it's not a hundred percent possible, but you know what? It's the one time that I just like to shut my fucking brain off and not have to worry about any of this horse shit. I want to sit there and you know how many people I've gone to just met at games, never knew, never talked to, had a beer over, never asked their political affiliation, never gave a shit at what they were doing. And, and all I wanted to do was just fucking be like, yeah, man, let's fucking just party and let's cheer for the Cubs and high five when Arietta strikes somebody out or, or Bryant hits a home run. Man, that's all I fucking care about is I just want three hours where I just don't want to worry about shit other than managerial decisions. That's the only thing and if I we fucking had, care about. You're right. And if we had baseball, we would actually be able to do that. It would be nice. I agree with you. And then that's just what I'm missing. And if the players and owners can't come to an agreement to that, then that's on them. Man. And, 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 and you're risking the health of the long-term health of the sport. 
It's not in great shape as it is. The blackouts, the attacking people for using GIFs, the copyright slaps and all this shit. All that shit is just killing the fandom. Crawley, you've, you've been sued by baseball. And all you were trying <laughs> to do is, like, make up a fun thing for people to buy. I mean, what, how would you even make off that shit? Like, I didn't make shit, and they came after me like like the, the horsemen of the apocalypse. Exactly. I mean, but some people, like Toussaint, like our good friend, $10 hats, $10 shirts. Now he's got to pay a guy. And all he did was, like, try to feed his family with these $10 shirts. But they're like, no, that poor guy's trying to make money. Uh, off of us. It's like, no, not off of you, billionaires. And the players don't care. They're like, oh, cool shirt, Tucson. Can I have one of those? Sure, buddy. Boom. That's how that shit works down there. But the billionaires just, you know, try to scoop up every little penny. And unfortunately, I just, I don't like their, I don't want to be a broken record here. I don't like their negotiating tactics that the owners have employed. I was already anti-owner, you know. I'm already, you know, anti Nobody should be that rich. Teams shouldn't be worth $3 billion. It's only, I don't want to get into it, but like, you know, inflation, the fake money that's constantly printed to, you know, save the the billionaires' asses when all of their shit goes to hell. Um, you know, but, you know, billionaires always position themselves to never lose in these situations. And, you know, even the stupid million dollars that they promised the Wrigley Field employees, you know, that that was embarrassing, you know. It's still embarrassing, you know. The fact we never even heard about it again. We now get now we got empty bananas in the concourse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just weird. Like you know, I'm a billionaire. Okay, I'll put you. Let your banana boxes be in here. Like, dude, if I was a billionaire, dude, I'd be out there every day, fucking loading banana boxes. That you know what I mean? Like I'd be making a show. We haven't seen anything from the players. We haven't seen anything. And I want to get into this, but I we don't have time. But why no players are like promoting mask use or even hand washing like that? Like no players are doing shit, you know, to help us right now. Except for Jason Hayward. I actually five million bucks. There's some money. I actually tweeted this on. uh, I tweeted about this earlier. I said, hey, let's start a hashtag. Masks bring sports. Masks bring MLB. Masks bring NFL. Masks bring back the thing that we want. And, you know, and so all the people who don't want to wear their masks make it so that they don't want sports. And then, uh, you know, like I said, I'm just really yeah. hoping that we do get some sports in. I, 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 I miss baseball. I mean, that's why, like I said, I mean, obviously, I, John, you know, I have a relationship with John Benedict, the new organist. And, you know, Dan, I know you do, too. But that's why, I mean, even if it wasn't John. I would listen to the organist just because I fucking miss that shit with like every ounce of my soul. I miss what going down to Wrigley. I miss the people that work there. I miss baseball more than anything. And like I said, just figure this shit out. Worry about the CBA when the CBA expires. Don't use this as, as a, as a hostage technique for the fans at a time when they know they need it. Too late. Too late. It's just like how they let the virus pass the borders too late. Now you can play the blame game all you want. History will bear it out. You know, you know, Crawley, you're a history guy. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know while we're living through something, what it really ends up being. They look back on it and, you know, write about it later and argue about it later. Right. What happened. But, you know, right now, I mean, the, the owners definitely came into this with a, a, a quickly, well, they floated a bunch of test balloons, see how everybody felt about it. You know, Saw the Ozarks, said, hey, yeah, people show up to our shit. Like, we'll get fans in there this year. 
but again, waiver, you know? again, for teams like for the teams like the Cubs and the Boston and Dodgers are not going to get that 70%. The thing now is TV. And if you're watching, and I know we've all watched Taiwanese baseball and we've all watched the Korean baseball league going out there. That's what they're watching. And that's what you're going to see. It's all going to come now down. You're not going to have, they're not going to allow many states are not even going to allow. I know California already says we're not doing stadiums full of fans shit like this. No and, way. Most, and so what the owners want more than anything is just to get those TV contract revenue. If they can do that, then the season to them isn't a loss. It's more of a wash. Yeah. And, and so that's what they yeah. want. And so we're going to see some form of baseball. I know, I, I believe in my heart, they're not going to cancel the season because there's too much riding it on for everybody. I think there's going to be a lot of posturing. I think they're going to take it to the clo- to the, as close to that line without crossing it. But there will be something. It will be different. I doubt there will be many fans involved in this at all. Um, there are a lot of test balloons going out there. I saw like, you know, surveys, like, you know, if you, if there was no virus, would you go to a game? You know, a lot of those things that people are answering and or if there's no vaccine, I'm sorry, would you go to a game? And, and, you know, Pincus is already bringing up, you know, the, the hockey wants a 2014 playoff football is already coming up with plans. Baseball right now has to figure out something. And, and I believe they will, I believe they will. It's just, it's like I said, a lot of this is posturing and getting us all worried before the next labor negotiations. This is all just posturing. But at the same time, they, they, everybody needs it. The players are not going to. talking about two weeks. Is that posturing? This is, they're forcing this through. They're going to try to make the, you know, everybody just accept this and force it down their throat. And then they're going to be like, well, we did that last, but that worked pretty well. Players, when you took all, you know, when you took less buddy, that was really cool. And we do that. And, and you know, it's, it, it is posturing. You're absolutely right. Yeah. What I'm saying is like the players, I, I don't know if they're going to go for it. And because the players, it, the ball's in their court, billionaires know it's going to look like they're going to look like the bad guy, what the players should have done and be like, here's what we're willing to do and show up. To the owners, that's what should have happened. They should be like, all right, we want to play, but here's how it's going to happen, okay? You know, we're buying a baseball island, and we're all going to live on baseball island. <laughs> the, the, the smartest, I really want baseball island. The smartest move that the players could have done, and I haven't seen it enough, is every single baseball player should have tweeted, open the books, hashtag open the books. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Concerted effort, but like they're not, they're not doing anything. They're not saying wear a mask. They're not doing anything. They all just. All you got to do is say, and all the players shut up except for Blake Snell is by design. That's eight hundred people that all just went. I'm just saying is if you just say open the book, say look, we're really sorry that you're losing revenue. Let's see how much revenue you're losing, and then we can come to the table and find a way to help you out. And then once you open up the books completely different, but they didn't do that. And right now the owners are really kind of dominating the conversation of of what they want out there and what they want out there. And Michael, again, this is not me saying it. This is me reading it from what I read is that here's what Joe Blow from, uh, from Kankakee, Illinois says, I make 30,000 a year and I can't work. And I would love to work for, you know, $500,000. That's what they're banking on. Yeah. That's what they're banking on. Yeah. That's the message that's getting out here. No, I, and, and that's what's going to sell. And Crawley, I, I, I totally agree. 
I yeah. totally agree with what you so just said. That is, that, is exactly, that is exactly what they're saying. It's and I feel like it's my it's point that's, that that's wrong. Yeah, exactly. It is yeah. wrong. I'm just saying and that it's wrong. So we can. So it's good that you bring it up that that's what they're banging on. And it's good that you bring it up that that's fucking bullshit. And if you think that, that and if you're Mr. Joe Blow, be like, oh, I'd fucking go out there and play for $500, you know? Yeah, so would I, buddy. But you, guess what? You're not good at baseball and neither fuck am I. So like, I know, imagine, yeah, I would totally do it for 500 grand, but the pitchers wouldn't be the only ones striking out every fucking time up. (laughs) But, but, you know, anytime any union gets stronger, it helps everybody, you know, like talk about a rising tide lifting some boats like this could help us. Like if, if the players fight, but that's going to help me or anything but like if there's even a mindset being like you know if, if if we the fans can get behind the players and actually turn around nothing's more scared than a billion dollars if the fans turn on the billionaires and look like hey buddy we see what you're making we understand that you know you guys are just running away with it all you should pay those guys 50 million dollars so they can live in a big house and like have nine freaking you know Lamborghinis if they want like you know like and we'll just be like totally okay with it because they're fucking over the billionaire I'm just saying we should be on the player's side in it and we shouldn't be Joe freaking I would play for $500,000 because Joe $500,000 you suck at baseball we've totally, <laughs> we've totally beat this dead horse though I feel like this point but um, do you guys do you guys have TFC's we should end the show. We are at like normal ending time, uh, hour forty-one. In fact, okay. I could feel it's going long. I'm sweating. I have to pee. You know. So, I, but yeah, find your TFCs. I've I've got. I think I don't think more. I can bring it up. No, you know you can't bring it up. But you, we'll go old school and you read it for like because we still actually get listened to. Like this is mostly a podcast. And I kind of feel like we should have a podcast. All we did tonight was sit here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And make stupid jokes that nobody really saw. <laughs> it's true. Like, you know, all the people listening to the podcast, like every now and again, I'd put up a hashtag, that's cub, you know, but it was like, like some of the letters were capitalized and some weren't. Um, I had a CW sucks banner. Like, you know, it's not even that funny. I mean, is it funny? I don't know. I had fun talking to you guys, but I don't know if it uh, becomes a podcast. If Do people that like the podcast, I would like to know from you. Call our voicemail line, 872-216-5375. Call that and, ask a, and answer the question, does the show, watching it, watching the show as opposed to listening to the show, you know, what do you prefer? And is it worth seeing our amazingly handsome faces? Uh, to you know, to maybe lose a little bit on the podcast side of things. I inquiring minds want to know. Crawley, do you have a TFC? I'm looking for it right now. I'm digging it up. I should have had it loaded. That's okay. It, it gives me time to make a TFC banner and then <laughs> show it to everybody. Yeah, I unfortunately, I, I unfortunately, I cannot get to it while talking to you because it it just causes all sorts of problems. Uh, but mine, you haven't I committed it to memory. I re, I re, no, I retweeted it. It was, uh, somebody asking the question, if you were a woman on a one episode arc of the Seinfeld show, 
why would Jerry Seinfeld dump you? Like, what would be the big problem that he had with you? Oh, that thread of all the people replying to that is goddamn gold. It is so fucking funny. And it's just people basically writing scripts between Jerry and George that are like five, you know, five lines long that are absolutely hilarious. So if you can go find it, you can, you can look through my timeline if you'd like. Yeah. What was yours? What, what would Jerry dump you for? Oh Jesus. What would Jerry dump me for? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't write it. I was. I was having too much fun fucking listening to these people. Like these people. Like one of them put like. All right. Let me put it in a different uh, way. What? What? It would be ass play. What have you dumped? <laughs> what have you dumped somebody for? That you know would not necessarily a big deal, but it just kind of annoyed you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you know, you're just like ah, you know, this girl's cool and everything. I, She's pretty, you know, I'm pretty attracted to her. Like the sex was all right, you know, but there's this one thing about her that I just, I, you know, I can't, can't handle. Back in my army days, uh, I met an Applebee's waitress. She was freaking gorgeous. She was amazing. I found out she lived in my apartment complex. So like we lived in, oh. in the same place. So we met up at the hot tub. Sitting in the hot tub. This is the Sun Ranto show after hours, just so you know. Yeah, Yeah, this is, this is, I, uh, I wrote a much more detailed explanation to pet house forums. Uh, but no, she, she's gorgeous. All the things. And she spent the entire time talking about how she just bought a new entertainment center for her TV and it was one of the worst conversations I've had in my life. <laughs> I literally, I was like, okay. And I just, I just went home. Like I just immediately, I was like, when we were done in the hot tub, that was it. I was just like, no, I can't, I can't deal with the uh, TV entertainment center discussion any longer, despite how amazing you look in your bikini. How about you, Crawley? Who'd you break up with over a stupid reason, and why'd you break up with them? It was a, a laugh. Oh yeah, laughs are bad sometimes. And they're like, <laughs> and you're like, nope, yeah. nope, I'm out. <laughs> I can't do that one. Yeah, there, it was a laugh, and, and <laughs> it just really like you know, I'm not you know, it, it just was one of those things that like I didn't even want people to be funny around me because I just didn't want to hear the laughing. So the, yeah, the laugh no. was the one. Crawley, I'm totally with you, except for it was when I took my pants down. That's when the laugh got to me. And I was like, nah, we can't, we can't do this. I can't, I can't have you laughing every single time. And, and nobody, and I, and I don't, and I don't know what our, our how, what, what percentage of female viewers are out there, but for whatever reason, short hair bothers me. Like, like if someone was, if, if, if someone I was dating cut their hair short, I don't know, like for whatever reason, I just like long hair. I don't know. Yeah, you got your thing, and, and, yeah. and you know, yeah. I, I the only thing I could think of is like some girl that blew up my bathroom one time. Just you know, like we had a long, <laughs> we had a long I, I cooked her some food, and then and then you know 
she's like, oh, excuse me for a moment. She went in there. And I was like, in the living room, I smelled that shit. I was like, yo, just a <laughs> British girl. I was like, wow. <laughs> Fucking <Yeah>. some crumpets <laughs> <laughs> there. No, nah, that's more like bangers and mash. Yeah, it's a mess going on. That was the shepherd. That was the shepherd's pie. <laughs> shepherd's pie. She fucking dropped the shepherd's pie. I, I was like, you know, I'm like, good. You kissed me, but Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh man. So, uh, see, I got a, I got this one TFC. I was in. I've been showing pictures. This is the other thing I've been doing. Is I went into the the cemetery that Ernie Banks is buried in the other day, and. um the guy that's right next to Ernie Banks. Oh, I got <laughs> right next to Ernie Banks in the cemetery. He, um, uh, it, it, he, I guess he was an architect, uh, and it, his name is Goff, and he's got this spaceship-looking grave that looks like it's triangle. It's green. It's it really stands out, you know. And I guess he was an architect, so he liked standing out, and um, so. Uh, I posted a picture of this on Twitter and uh, Brandon wrote me and said, I was just there on Saturday and I'm also wondering what the hell that is too. And I already knew the story. So I wrote him back and I go, he was a dot architect. So I'm out walking around and I had a typo. So he was a dot architect was supposed to be. So Brandon felt it necessary to write me back a little bit later. You mean on architect. (laughs) To which I did not reply because I was like, fuck you, Brandon. And then, and then like later on, after I didn't reply, and I don't have this up to show everybody. I was just showing everybody that. But then later on, Brandon's like, hey, if you ever go back there, let me know. I live close by. We should walk together. Socially distance, of course, he said. He did. I, I'll find the tweet. I'll bring it up next week because I know everybody's waiting on pins and needles. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, more, I'm surprised you didn't respond back. You are, quote, an asshole. Yeah, I know. I, that's, that was my first. No, time. no, no, no. <laughs> you got to be like you're an uh asshole. Uh. <laughs> no, that's what I was gonna do. I'm like you're a asshole. <laughs> an asshole, like yeah, an asshole, dick. You admit it, ah, Brandon. Hate you. No, I actually like even if, if he was. We were having a nice conversation up until that point. <laughs> Don't do that to each other. Come on, guys. Pandemic. Pandemic, and, 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 and I, you know. <laughs> it was an obvious typo. Or it, the thing about yeah. me, I don't give a fuck. And somebody told me recently, like, dude, you're a pro now. Like, you're on TV now. You got to watch your typos. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, that's really what I said to the guy. Right, right. Huh. You know, it's, uh, I think sometimes people don't get, you know, and then the other one is autocorrect. Like, when there's something yeah. clearly. Yeah. You know, oh, you like, caught me. I have autocorrected my phone. Right. Say to them, just bark in their face. Like that's actually a good one. If somebody really pisses you off, just be like, just start barking. They don't know what to do. Or just like meow. Do something moo at them. Moo, moo. I I used it weird a long time. You win that conversation, by the way. Every time they win that fight. Uh oh. We we lost Michael. Oh no. 
But I do enjoy his stoner ass face <laughs> <laughs> that he got frozen as. Are you there? Are you back, Michael? This happened at the end of the last show, too. I think that's the way of that's Michael's way of saying yeah. spagog. No, he's he's muting himself and unmuting himself. Nah, it's over. The show's over. Well, is there another TFC? I don't think anybody else has another. One. <laughs> All right, I got one more. This just happened. Steve Stone, ex Cubs broadcaster, tweeted out. Today is the day baseball gives the Players Association their proposal. There are two motivated sides in this negotiation, which I believe. I believe we'll play baseball this season. The game will look different, and some players may choose not to play. Make no mistake, our country needs baseball. Cubs Quest said, It's not baseball with no fans. And nobody in the dugout, Steve, and you know it. The MLB is letting the fear porn media drive the narrative and are coming across as complete and utter cowards. They need to make a stand. 100% back to normal or no deal. And Steve Stone wrote back, glad you're not running the recovery. Stoney is a cold, stone cold assassin on Twitter. I love Steve Stone. Again, this goes back to the old days. I was one of the youngsters. I thought he was talking to me. All yeah. you youngsters out there, I love Steve Stone. I don't care if he's on the south side. I love Steve Stone. No, me too. And I agree. I kind of agree with Steve Stone about what he just said, which is I kind of do think there will be baseball. Like I said, I the sides are motivated and they better get their shit together. And because, you know, I think, you know, that's the best quote I've heard about it is that if these players and owners can't divvy up billions and billions of dollars of our money, it always gets lost in the the narrative. There's millions of us spending thousands of dollars, which ends up being billions, at which point uh, they make billions and divide it up and they need to they need to get their shit together. And I believe they will, and I believe we'll have baseball talk for you guys. I know I, I do want to thank everybody that listens and follows and watches. This has been really – it's hard because it's like there's not a ton of news, to be honest with you. Normally this type of year we're breaking down games, decisions, all that shit. But you guys have, you know keep sticking with us, and we appreciate that a ton. And I do believe there will be baseball, and I think ending you know with the positivity of what Steve Stone said is a good way to go out. Well, and the cool thing is, like, you know, we've been at this, uh, you know, eight – I've been at this eight years now, and right now, because we have this extra time, we're experimenting with new things. We're experimenting with video. We're experimenting with, you know, trying to, you know, just kind of grow what we do as fans of the team. And also, it is an interesting time in baseball labor negotiations. It's not obviously why we watch <laughs> We're like hey let's watch you know we don't we, you know but it is an interesting time in and i think like we said earlier in the show whereas baseball has tended to mirror society you know i think that right now when we do have issues between the haves and the haves not have nots now we have issues between the haves and the haves but you know maybe that the the or that and the have mores i should say <laughs> But maybe this time the haves are on our side, you know. They're from us. That so 
Anyhow, uh, th yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for being a Sunranto fan and shit. Now, I don't know how to end shows now that we're on TV. At this point, we just say Spagog. Yeah, we say Spagog, and then I press stop. <laughs> oh, man. Baseball is finally here, Cubs games are coming back. This winter really sucks, but now the Cubs are back. Sure, it's still snowing and the temp is six below. In Arizona, they're starting to hit and throw. So sick of shoveling my car out every day. The Cubs return tells me that spring's not far away. Yeah, it's preseason and the games don't count at all. It doesn't matter, I just want to watch baseball. The Cubs probably won't do anything this year. But I'll still be sitting at Wrigley drinking beer. Cardinals, Pirates, Reds, and Brewers gonna lose Only if they're all suspended for using juice Can't wait till the Cubbies are in a pennant race The stands are empty when you're in fourth or fifth place At least it won't cost much to buy myself a seat Hub or scalpers on the street Don't wanna go to work Because the Cubs are back They're more addicting Than meth cigarettes or crack From now until October I'll be watching ball Now I won't get anything done Until the fall I'm so glad the Cubs are back Back. back today, back to the fall. Gonna sit in the sun. Kids in the winter goodbye. I'm so glad the Cubs are back. The Cubs are back. The Cubs are back. Oh, The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Well, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. 